Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Talking Locks podcast with Lockitude. This is the Everyday People with Locks series and I'm your host, Adi Balogun. This episode is produced by Savage Media. Today, we discuss locks and fitness with Dolly Phillips. Dolly is one who I think of as a powerhouse. She is literally superhuman. Dolly is the founder of Alpha Fitness Studios, a certified personal trainer, a fitness coach, nutritionist, professional Latin, ballroom and modern dancer, karate instructor and stage performer. Her story is uber inspiring as she started out as an engineer. And let's not forget, she's a lockhead. I really can't wait to get into this conversation with Dolly. So, let's do it. Hi, Dolapo. Welcome to the Everyday People with Locks podcast on the Talking Locks with Lockitude podcast, more like. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I'm really honored to talk to you today. Can you please start by telling us your name and a little bit about yourself? Okay. Hi, Ade. My name is Dolapo Phillips. Um, also known as Dolly Phillips. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. Basically, I'm an engineer. Um, I've always known I was going to be an engineer and I worked as an engineer for 10 years. Um, on moving to Nigeria, I decided I was going to work as an engineer for 10 years exactly in Nigeria. I had worked in other engineering firms before moving back and um, after that, I decided to follow my passion. While I was uh, in uh, working as, um, I was running a manufacturing company. While I was doing that, I discovered salsa, and I started dancing. And social dancing slowly became professional, and professional dancing became me acting on stage, singing and dancing. And then people just thought, oh, Dolly, why don't you, you know, teach people how to dance and teach people how to stay fit and this and that. And then slowly I moved into fitness and now I own a gym. <laughs> I mean, I've always, yeah, I know it's, it's really weird. I've always been in fitness. I've, I, I started going to the gym when I was 11 years old because I was overweight. My father was also overweight and he had a... A heart problem and he had to lose half his weight so he just grabbed the next fat person in the house and was like what happened to me is not going to happen to you so I've been very very accustomed to going to the gym from a very young age even in school I was very sporty I played volleyball I played football I did karate I played basketball I swam I played tennis I didn't really know why I was the size that I was but anyway all that prepared me for where I am today so no regrets <laughs> that, that's actually an awesome like transformative story um when the first time I met you you probably would never have taken note of me it was at salsa and um, for me this was in 2010 we yeah. used to salsa at um that place by the water on our lower road yeah um amber creek exactly we used to salsa in the creek and i saw you dance and i was like oh my god there's no way i'm ever going to be able to dance like that you were fantastic it was excellent i can't i can't even express it i was overwhelmed intimidated um you danced with um ayo and there the first time i really took note of you and 
till tomorrow i used to be very intimidated to dance with ayo because i felt like i could never give ayo what dolly gave ayo so don't even bother just, oh, gosh, <laughs> just, just no. sit down <laughs> so um um I, I feel like you know one of the reasons i've 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 followed you. I don't know. Were you at twenty as at twenty ten? Were you still working as an engineer? Yes, I was. In, in fact, dance was like a, like an escape for me. It really was. I I stopped working as an engineer. I stopped working at the manufacturing company in twenty fourteen. So twenty ten, I was still deep into you mm-hmm. know manufacturing then. Yeah. So so because and dance was an escape. Yeah. My impression of your dance watching you in 2010 was like, this is a professional dancer. And when I did hear that you had like a formal nine to five job, it was just unbelievable. And I remember you telling me at some point, watch YouTube videos. I'm sure you can dance. I was like, no, 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 no. This is just for, (laughs) (laughs) this is just for a social release. I'm not going to be a professional like you. Um, and I, I just really love your journey and it's one from my perspective, watching you from the outside, I could see resilience. I can see doing what you want to do. And I feel that there is where it links to the conversation I'd like to have eventually is how did you leave something as prestigious as engineering, um, probably earning good money in manufacturing to deciding that you're going to take fitness at the forefront of your life and before you answer i can really relate to this because i'm an architect and um Uh I, i would like to call myself a fancy name which is loctician but really i'm a hairdresser now and I, I know what that was for, like, what it was for me personally trying to make that shift. For you, what was that journey and that experience of making that change? Honestly, it's absolutely the same thing, you know, because you go for, like, a, a, a job. You go, you have a gig, you're performing, and then they just say, where are the dancers? Where are the dancers? Oh, my God. That's, that name used to just disturb me because... In Nigeria, dancers are not regarded as, uh, as they don't regard dancing as a profession. They don't regard dancing as anything um, of importance. It's like just coming to shake your body and then you're going to go. So moving to that, I don't know. It was a bit, I, I, at first, I didn't really think about it much because I had a professional job anyway. So it was fine. But in 2014 when i i I left and then i was uh, doing theater work more uh, a lot more it continued and then i thought at a point that okay i'm acting as well at least you regard me as a performing um artist but in nigeria they just uh they belittled they belittled the effort and the work that we did. Like you said, you give yourself a fancy name, loctician, but you're a hairdresser. You're on stage dancing, you may be acting, you may be singing, but to them, you're just a dancer. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where I said to myself, you know what, Dolly, this is what you want to do, so you're just going to have to stick with it. I have a friend that told me once that if you don't take what you do like your life depends on it, you're never going to take it seriously, even with yourself. So I had to put aside all the side talk. I mean, I know I have a master's degree. I know I have an engineering degree. I know I've worked in in manufacturing. I know what I've done. If people don't know, that's their problem. 
I know mm. and I don't have to live up to whatever anybody thinks and these were conversations I had to have with myself until a point where I was comfortable with what I was doing for fitness I feel God just led me to it because um for so many years people were like Dolly why don't you teach people how to do what you do and I had a lady that spoke to me and said, "Wow, you do what you do so well. I would like to learn. Mm-hmm. Why do I have a space? You know, maybe I have a friend that has a space. Maybe you can talk to her and use her space." On a whim, I just decided, "Okay, so it's not like her. I'm disobeying this woman. She seems concerned, and mm-hmm. that let me go and speak to the lady." On speaking to the lady, she gave me the space immediately. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this was in 20, 2012, December 2012. I was like, okay, so I guess I have to make flyers now. I guess I have to publicize this class. I guess I have to do this. And that was how we started slowly. I started uh, um, this class at uh, at a gym and spa in Lekki Phase 1. And then from there, the class started getting busier. Then people started asking for personal training and stuff. And I was now thinking, okay, if I'm going into this, I have to, you know, study. I have to get certification. Mm-hmm. Because I always believe in anything you do, you kind of have to do it, do it properly. Yeah. yeah. Even with dancing as well. When I started, it was social. When I got into it proper, then I started going for courses and stuff. So and master classes so i thought okay let's let's do this certification i did a few exams a few master classes and i carried on and then you know more personal training clients <laughs> all of this was just like wow what's happening it was just rolling out you know yeah. I didn't, to show you how much i didn't even know i didn't know how to charge i didn't know how mm-hmm. to i just realized that more people were requesting for my service and for them to stay on longer it means obviously it was you know making an impact in their lives so yeah so i just carried on with that then gyms approached me i started doing classes in certain gyms and until i started doing classes in most gyms on the island popular gyms on the island and then i just thought to myself that i've always you know i always wanted to have my own gym you know yeah why not yeah, I just thought, why not? So, um, one of the gyms I was giving classes at, um, the lady said to me she couldn't run the business. But at this time, I was going to have my second child. So I was going away and I left pretty early that time. I left at six months. And so, but I, I just thought to myself, okay, when I come back from having my child, I will just take the business off her, mm-hmm. you know? But then when I got back, she had, you know, sold the business off completely. I just thought, oh, wow, okay, maybe it's not the time. And then I bumped into her maybe a year or two after, and I just said to her, oh, madam, what happened to that, your gym, you know? I was hoping I would come and take it over. And she said to me, oh, funny you're saying this. A space in my in my mall has opened up again. Come right. and check it out. Okay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't have any money for this, by the way. <laughs> and I just said, okay. And I got there and I spoke to her. I looked at the space. I was, you know, just, you know, uh, visualizing what I'll put here, what I'll put here, what I'll do here, what I'll do here, and stuff like that. And she said, you know what? I'm giving you this offer. And I'm going to give you an offer you can't refuse. I'm giving you this space. You have to do what you want to do here. You have a passion for it. I've been to your classes numerous times. And wow. you, are, you are the... You, you, 
doing? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I was in the middle of Fela and the Kalakuta Queens at this point. We hadn't, we were even in the creative stage. So that, you know, that takes, that's worse than a nine to five job. You're there for hours from morning till very late in the day, you know, because you're trying to bring the script to life, changing this, changing that. And I was just like, goodness. Anyway, that was November 28th. And then my first class at the gym was February 14th, the year after. 20, um, I think 20, uh, 2018, yeah, and wow. that's how it started. What a journey. Yeah. Uh, you see, I feel like uh, there's no such thing as an overnight success. From the little you've told yeah. us, this has started in 2012, and it, it started yeah. like as an 11-year-old going to the gym with your father and then finally getting to that point where you decided that this is what I really want to do. And I think when we do make that decision, things really do line up. I can attest to that. So now let me ask, how long have you had your locks? Um, had my locks since November 28, no, 2018? 2018. Wow. Oh, no, 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 2019. Sorry. Is it 2019? 2019. Because it's two, it was two years in November. So maybe 2018, actually. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 2018. 2018. Um, at what point did you feel like locks could be a lifestyle choice with all this transformation that you had coming to in your life i will surprise you Adi. you said i didn't remember you at amber creek your hair your hair seeing your hair reminded me that i had always and i think we even had that conversation because um uh, after my first child i lost a lot of hair after pregnancy and i thought you know what i would like to have locks but everybody discouraged me and this was you know in 20 it's 2010 you know everyone discouraged me oh you're going to have the same style this that 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 i just thought okay let me not not listen to them and stuff and then when i met you and i i liked how you dyed your hair blonde it was really little it was short but yes. it, it suited your face and that was what made you stand out to me and i can never forget even when i see you with the long locks right now i still remember the, the, the short, short ones, ones because <laughs> Yes, it reminded me that, yes, this is what I really want to do. And I remember seeing you having your hair before that, and then you just doing that big chop and then going. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, wow, that's bold. I wish I could be that bold, you know. So I always remember that. And then later, I had my hair natural for some years, and it just wasn't thriving. I didn't like the look of me with my natural hair so i always had a weave on you know i never had my hair in fact people didn't know that i had hair because i go to the salon with the weave take it out wash the hair and fix another one straight in people did not know i had hair on my head and then i i just got to a point where i was like you know what i'm done with all of this i want my hair but my natural hair is not thriving i don't like how it looks it looks unkempt let me lock it and i literally just went to your salon i think i had a, a few conversations with you, yes, you to, okay, how to start and <laughs> yeah how to start and this and that and i i'm 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 quite a decisive person when i decide to do something i do it yeah i, I guess then when i wanted to do it i wasn't quite sure that's why i did end up doing it initially but after my conversation with you 
obviously the people I spoke to then didn't have luck, so they couldn't tell me, give me proper advice from a place of, you know, knowledge mm -hmm. um, and experience. But you having locks and you going through that would be able to say, look, Dolly, it would be one of the best things that happened to your hair. And I can tell you, it is one of the best decisions I made for my hair. I'm so glad Absolutely. to hear that. I'm, I'm so, so glad to hear that. Um, okay, so I feel like these journeys that we all go through in life are really interesting and you can only appreciate them looking back in hindsight. Um, for me personally, at the time I met you, I was a much bigger girl myself. I am nowhere near where I want to be yet which is like you, but maybe one day I'll get there. Um, but, so I, I personally did take on fitness in my own way because I felt bored or not bored. I felt intimidated by the gym. I felt intimidated by trying to do this thing that might not really happen. So I just take little steps. My latest yeah. strategy in the last like three years has been to pick a mountain that I want to climb and in picking a mountain, that means that I want to get to the peak. So I usually try and do things to make sure I get to the peak when I go eventually go and climb that mountain. So I'll do some running really a lot of running, being active, some high intensity. And I do know that when you are on that part, your hair, is something you need to think about as an African woman. Absolutely, so, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about your experience between like 2012 and 2018, being very active and how you managed your hair in that time and how it has been since you've locked your hair? Um, well, being on stage, you get used to having weaves and wigs and all of that. So having my classes with, a weave on was in fact it was nothing i knew how to move my hair in fact i needed the hair for the extra swag and mm -hmm. stuff you know but then you know what weaves are like it's so itchy and then once when i got into fitness full time oh it was it was hell because you can't wash your hair often because you probably have a show at the weekend or or whatever you have to you know keep your you can't take a weave out as often as, you know, you would like to. And it was just so uncomfortable. Not while I was working, but once mm -hmm. you get home and you're, you know, and you are scratching your scalp like a mad person, you know. But, uh, so that, that made me move to wigs so I could take it off and stuff. But then I'm, I'm a kind of person that uh, I like a particular look and I keep to. So I'm sure if you remember, I always had that blonde curly hair mm -hmm. and it got to a point where I got sick of seeing that blonde <laughs> curly hair of my head <laughs> for you to be tired of your look I was done and I was just like you know what I can't I want my hair I want to be able to have my hair um there's no point even though I had my locks in and I kept going to your salon with my wig take mm -hmm. it off, lock it, make it nice and tight and put my wig back on. It's because I was waiting for it to be the length that I would be most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and then having having locks just made life much easier for me because I remember I went on a cruise when um, after my second child and I had this weave and I was going into the ocean every single, um, you know, stop that we get to. 
that hair was destroyed. And I was just thinking, if I had my own hair, would I have to spend so much on the appearance of this wig and this... Oh, I think one of those times where the decision made me make my decision that, you know what, I'm locking my hair so I can swim in peace. I can mm -hmm. wash my hair every day if I feel like it. You know, I can I can do whatever I want comfortably. Pack it, do whatever I want. A lot of people say, but you have the same style all the time. Like, well, I've had gone how many years with the same style anyway? Yeah. I mean, I had that curly golden hair for the better half of the time I was in Nigeria. I've had mm -hmm. that look for mm -hmm. over 10 years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so having locks now wouldn't really make a difference. I but um, I must say the freedom that I experience with my hair is amazing. I'll tell you one story. Lockdown, obviously, I was at home taking my online classes. I didn't really need to wear the wigs anymore. That was April. So I didn't wear a wig from April last year until I had an outdoor gig um, towards the uh, middle of June. Adi, I wore a wig that I wore for like six months prior to that time. I had a headache from the moment I put it on my head till the moment I took it off. I kid you not. And the moment I took it off, no, look, I'm not knocking wigs at all. Trust me, I am Madame Wigs because, man, if you have a show, you have three different looks. They are mm -hmm. fixing all sorts on your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have no issues with wigs at all. I'm not knocking it, but I'm just saying, from the beginning of lockdown to wearing that wig in June, I had a headache the mom from the morning till mid-afternoon. In between the event, I had to go to my parents' house, went to my mom's. I went to take the wig off. I gelled the front, make it look nice and pretty, put my face back on, and I went back. And I didn't have that headache thereafter. Wow. Then I was like, ah, I, I, I have a problem now. <laughs> what am I going to do with the money I have spent on all these wigs? Because clearly, I can't put them back on anymore. I think we should say we should, we should do a yard sale. We should sell them. <laughs> oh. Honestly, because I, I, I love my hair. Okay. I'm not saying it because it was you that, you know, um, maybe convinced me or not really. I, I was already convinced when I saw yours and I was like ready. But um, I love my hair. I love it. I love the freedom. I love the fact that I can do I can do whatever I want to do without having to, to plan. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I love that. So um, I'm really happy that you are expressing the same things and I've really enjoyed because yours is now, I believe, the eighth episode that we would be releasing um, when it does come okay. out. And the, the consistency in the conversation and how people express freedom in choosing this as a lifestyle is really consistent. And I really make it a point not to... Um, prep the guests before the show so you actually have no idea what you're going to be That's asked so I, I, I'm right. always very happy and smiling to myself when I'm hearing the same words um, being repeated because I, I it, it makes me believe that this is how it does make us feel um, I was going to speak a little bit to the facility of of locks and for someone who is a stage performer and who does you know um, all sorts, like you are, you are, you're doing everything, and it feels like I've, I went to the um, Feland Kalakuta show. Anybody who hasn't seen that, please, you need to find it when it comes to wherever you are. And um, um, what's your character's name, Lady? 
did i get it right yes lady lady is an awesome character i think at the last I've, I've seen it several times but the last one i watched um i think you were away so somebody else did like this part and i was like oh no nah, they didn't do it right dolly should have been <laughs> oh my god you know it's funny you're saying this because um i did seven shows there were i think about 20 shows in total that last season and i did only seven because i had to go away with my family Yeni saw me when I got back and she was like, where were you in December? <laughs> I missed you. For her to say that to me, that really touched me. She said, man, I noticed that you were not there every night. I was like, oh my God. That yeah. was such a commendation, honestly. Yeah, but like the, the show itself, I love it because it does give power to, you know, women in general let me not even just speak to the women who were with fella in the time of his time but it does give power yeah. to women and i love how elegant the women are portrayed and not just being portrayed it was how they were their hair was fabulous their costumes were fabulous they you know they embodied the africanness of being african as an african it made you proud you know there's something about those costumes the hair the jewelry the face art the makeup that just makes me feel like oh i I wish I was this woman who was shaking my bum bum so freely and all of that. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, what I was going to ask is having locks and doing those shows and playing parts and being an actress, do you feel like it limits your character in any way? Our hairstyle is able to transform your hair to these other things. Do you feel like your hair is, does it give them room to work with? Nah, you you know you know our hairstylist Bernard. He can do magic with anything on your head, you know. So I mean, there are a few girls that have locks on the show, but you would never know. Mm. About I, three I, apart girls, from you, yes. I didn't even know anybody else. Oh no, Jenny. Jenny has locks. Titi has locks. Another one of the extras also has locks as well, and you would never know. He packs it up in such a way. Then he puts the afro and makes it... Uh, oh, he, he just does magic with the hair. I think he actually... You know, it, it's not limiting in the in the slightest. Even Lydie's hair looks like locks wrapped up. Um, looks like locks wrapped up anyway. So even if I have to use uh, my hair at any point in time, it will work perfectly. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, oh, okay, all right. That was interesting. That was a fantastic show. Um, I, I, I took my one of the special things that I just have to say this on this podcast. Um, my dad passed in 2019. I took him to see the 2018 show, and um, it was a very revealing moment for him. We were up front. He was singing every song. It, so it, it's a cherished precious memory that i have he was a big fan of fella and he also as a young boy used to go and he he had to choose between his education and playing in the band so there was a few months in his life where he was actually taking rehearsals so that show meant a lot to him and i was so glad that it was a moment that i had to i could i could spend with him and cherish and a memory that would be with me forever so and your character of course Lady, oh, I can't wait to see the show again and again and again. Oh, oh. I'm so sorry about your father. Oh, no, it, it's okay. But, but I hope uh, 
you are healing well. Yeah, I definitely am. I, th- those memories make it easier. Okay, so I um, I do know, and I hope you correct me if I'm wrong. I know you do karate, and I know that you have a black belt. Yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> that is like some serious. Oof, like when I grow up, I want to be like Dolly. <laughs> that that's like a serious thing right there because I know I've seen your I, I follow you on Instagram and I see stuff that you put out and I'm like this woman wow uh, so you are into character into fitness on a gym an actress a singer and still an engineer whether we like it or not but how does your hair how do you how do you maintain your hair in this new life because I feel like with fitness. In, in my own small experience of sometimes being on a routine where I'm running six days a week, it means you're sweating all the time. And if you're taking these classes all day long, every day of the week, um, or almost every day of the week, how do you manage your locks knowing that you perspire? I think that's the right word. You're sweating. And w- w- how does that play? I know you've mentioned that it was difficult to wash the wigs and the, the weave. When you have a weave in, then your hair is itchy. Yeah. You can't really do what you want to do. But how, is, is your life any better with locks? Oh, certainly. Because what I do is I, I have to wash my hair every weekend. That's what I do. So I don't know if it's proper, but I'm just so used to sort of uh, putting co- conditioner in and then putting my steam steam uh, cap on mm-hmm. for like half an hour and then i wash it out and i do that every every saturday mm-hmm. i do that every saturday um d- usually during the week i have it you know i i kind of know how to manipulate my hair mm-hmm. so yeah so i pack it in a nice way throughout the week and then saturday after all classes are done I wash it with my uh, shampoo, put my conditioner in. I use the same conditioner you guys use at your place. <laughs> so I had to buy the same one. And I just put the conditioner in for like half an hour, wear my steam cap on, and then I'm fresh again for the week. So my, my routine is the same every Saturday because there's no way. I mean, I don't know if it's the proper way to keep my hair, but because of, you know, the sweat and the gunk during the week, I have to have a, my hair washed at the weekend. Yeah. So, Makes yeah, and that sense. doesn't bother me. Yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I the only thing that I got bothered about was, okay, having it dry, mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether I have to use a Oh, please, uh, one second, please, my love. I'm so sorry, my kids are going crazy. No, it's okay. <laughs> My God, I'm so sorry. No, no, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's it's amazing. Those of us that don't have uh, kids yet, uh, when you start to think about, oh, that's so cute, oh, so lovely, and I'm just like, the reality. They are not cute forever. No, that's for sure. Um, yeah, what was I saying? So, yeah, so drying my hair was what I was concerned about before because I watched some videos that said, oh, you have to use a hair dryer every time because you don't want it to smell moldy mm-hmm. and this and that. Mm-hmm. But later, I just thought, you know what, I will put uh, tea tree oil and peppermint oil on my scalp mm-hmm. and then that is what you smell. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, as I just... 
yeah so when i when i when i wash it i just let it air dry i put the tea tree oil and peppermint oil on my scalp and then i have this uh i, I use olive oil because olive oil is great for my skin and my hair not so much coconut oil and the coconut oil is just because i don't like the smell i know mm. it's weird everybody loves coconut <laughs> oil smell i don't yeah so <laughs> it's very nice yeah so I use uh, olive oil with uh, tea tree oil and peppermint oil. And then I think the peppermint just makes the hair smell Minty fresh. and nice and fresh. Minty, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. even if I air dry it, it, it doesn't smell moldy thereafter. Yeah. But then, yeah, so that's so, it really. I'm, I'm really glad we're having this conversation because a lot of people think that... Um, they need somebody else to look after their hair for themselves. So when you now start to live a very active life, you almost feel challenged by it. But um, I love to say that the first rule about locks is that there are no rules. You kind of have to find what works for you and you have to understand your situation, your lifestyle. And then you, you know, I wouldn't tell you to only wash your hair once a month when I do know that you sweat seven days a week. That would be unreasonable. So um, (laughs) it, it is easy to take care of your hair yourself. And I'm really glad you are expressing this because when I say it, it almost sounds like, oh, but Adia, hairdresser is easy for you. But I'm like, that's how I became a hairdresser, by taking care of my hair myself. So it is very possible. You just kind of have to find what works for you and what like enhances your lifestyle. So if you are not sweating, you are in an air-conditioned car like seven days a week, you can get away with it once a month. But if you choose to live a more active lifestyle, definitely washing your hair as soon as often as you can. I also feel like another part that, we, I, I didn't used to consider, I'm a big fan of hair, dry, hair drying my hair. And that's because, okay. uh, yeah, it's crazy. I know that I have dryers and I put people under the dryers all the time. But <laughs> I never really go under the dryer. But I realized that when you're outside the country, um, I experienced my first winter recently. And I washed my hair and i was going to go about the day air drying my hair dolako the cold huh yeah you cannot no, no. <laughs> you cannot do that <laughs> after an no, hour that's... i was shivering and i was like please where's the heat i uh, nobody told me In fact, I... you can even catch a cold doing that oh yeah so you yeah. kind of also have to think about where you are your environment but Definitely, you can yeah all year round, I feel in Nigeria, you can air dry your hair 100% of the time. Ooh, so yeah. this this conversation has been how time flies. We've already, well, already over half hour in. And um, wow. yes, yes, it's interesting when you're having a great conversation, it, time does really fly. Um, yeah. I true. wanted to break speak to something else that you talked about because we wondered you used to i know you said it was really and i, I really want to understand this this question is even more for me because when you start coming to lock it you now we start locking your hair um I, at first i wasn't even sure you were ready and i never tried to do people's hair who are not ready because as the hairstylist i would get frustrated you know, I don't know if you know what I mean. So we yeah, usually, at Lockitude, we usually try and make sure the client understands what they want, understands that 
they are ready to go through the process to get what they want. So when you did start your locks, I almost had the sense that you may not last. You know, I didn't even have some of the backstory of how long you wanted to do it. So the, 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 for me, it was almost like, you know, you come in, we get your head nicely done. And that week goes on immediately after. And I was just like, why though? We just did your hair. You mentioned earlier in the conversation that you were waiting for your 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 locks to get to a length that you were comfortable with but was there yeah. any fear about how you looked did your your locks ever make you feel uncomfortable never okay okay yeah it's just i i like long hair that's me you know short hair hasn't ne- hasn't really been my thing ever so me putting the wig on is just like uh, you marinating the chicken mm. you want the spices to get in well before you cook it <laughs> that was it. So it wasn't like i was ashamed of the hair or anything like that it wasn't just the length that i wanted to have it at so that was why i was doing that mm-hmm. and also um my husband is quite particular so um i didn't want to have to just show my hair like this to him and just be like you know hey i have locks now <laughs> I just wanted him to slowly sort of notice, okay, what's this? Is it twist? Is it that? Not like it should have made a difference in my decision. No Mm -hmm. way. But I just wanted to ease him into it. But Mm. ultimately, it was because it wasn't the length that I wanted yet because I I have have a look in mind and I think I'm there now. Yeah. Oh, I completely do understand that. I completely understand that. Um, so let's talk about this. I like to bring this conversation and you brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up, but isn't your husband into it and your family, like maybe your parents and all of that? How did it go? Even your kids, you know, it's one thing where mommy's hair just changes. How did you get, what, 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 what sort of reactions did you get from family when you decided to lock your hair? It's funny. I, I want to say this with all sensitivity. I really did not care whether my mom liked it or not. I didn't do it for her. I didn't do it for my husband. I didn't do it for my kids. I did it for myself. I'm sorry. So I'm very independent-minded when it comes to these things. My mom, first of all, I didn't even ask her opinion. I just, you know, you know, you go to her house. I take my wig off. And she'd be like, ah, 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 did you twist your hair? I said, no, it's locked. Oh, so can you take it out? I said, no, it's like this permanently. So you are dada now? I said, yes. <laughs> and that was it. And she never asked. Because when she said, so you are dada now, I didn't try to explain I didn't try to say anything. Yes. My in-laws are used to me being quite eccentric. So they would just be like, oh, it's one of Dolly's uh, artistic moves again. So they didn't even bother mm-hmm. with asking because they know that I do what I want to do. My husband knows I do what I want to do. Strangely enough, my kids like it. So, mm-hmm. you know. But oh. really and truly, it wasn't for anybody. It was for me. So if nobody liked it, too bad. Oh, wow. I love mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm so I glad. I am so, so glad. I'm happy we had this conversation. And um, I feel very encouraged on several fronts. And even though, like, our stories kind of have similarities in switch of um, career paths and all of that, I still feel like I'm way behind the lapel because I do not have six, uh, I do not have six packs yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> when will my six packs come? My love, you're on the way. It's all about consistency. Yeah. And if you have that, you know, that peak that you're still trying to reach, you just have to reach the top of that mountain. And you will. So, yeah. And you have a good plan in how you are visualizing it. And yeah. when you visualize it like that, you will achieve it. So. Yeah. I, I did Without hear the, the reason why because I lived on the other side of the toll from your gym. If not, trust me, I would have been coming, and um, so I feel like I like to live a toll toll free life. So, oh, so I, I hear that. So I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I hear that. if I'm going to be coming every morning. But I was even thinking at some point in my life, I was like, oh, I could run to the gym, do the gym. But it's also like if I get across the bridge, it's still kind of on the other side. I was just like, oh, I read somewhere that if your gym is not within five kilometers radius of you, you're not going to go. So for me, I just had to respect yeah. my myself a little bit and try. And I yeah. really, okay. Let me speak to that since we're talking about fitness and since I'm also kind of on the path to fitness. For those of us that don't like the gym, what can you do to encourage us? Because I personally, I've always had a problem with the gym. I don't mind working out, but I would prefer to go for a run 100% of yeah. the time. Even at home, I would rather... If, if, if it wasn't that when I do the sit-ups and I'm consistent with the high intensity, I actually see my body beginning to tone up. I would never do it. I would yeah. prefer to run all the time. What, yeah. what, how can I shift my mindset so that my six packs can come on sooner than later? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, um, I, I always say this, do what, what suits you. But when you get to a point, every time everybody does what suits them, but it gets to a point where they are not shifting anymore. They plateau. Now you need to do what you need to do, mm-hmm. which is, you know, do the hit class and do, and then you notice that you get the results with those ones. Mm-hmm. So that's why Alpha Fitness is different in a way. It's not your traditional gym. We run classes. Everything that you can achieve in a gym, everything, every type of machine that you would like to use in a gym, stationary machines, cable machines, all of that, you can achieve in Alpha Fitness with our different kinds of classes. And because we offer 50 classes a week, there is definitely something that will tickle your fancy, you know, if it's a dance class or a Pilates class or a yoga class. All I will say is have an open mind in your fitness and try different things. If you don't like machines, that's fine. Try classes. Mm-hmm. You know, you you, you you in the States now, there's so many different kinds of classes that are out there. Just have an open mind and try as many as possible. You will definitely find one that you resonate with, you know. And also, if you're an outdoor person and you feel open-air workouts are the best for you, find some kind of boot camp or, mm-hmm. or you know, exercise team or group that they do in the open, in the park and something like that. That also helps as well. And if that still doesn't work, look for someone that has the same goal as you. You know, that's trying to achieve that same goal and become fitness buddies. We have so many people that become fitness buddies at the gym here. It's amazing because one person is always pushing the other person. We have to go. We have to go. We have to go. So the thing about it is that as long as you have an open mind towards all this exercising, um, towards your goal yeah, and how you're going to achieve it, that I must achieve it, just have an open mind towards the process. That's what I mean. 
Yeah. So don't say, oh, I don't like machines or I don't, because there's so many options. Even if it is, you know, finding a, a pool that's heated in the winter that you can swim. You know what I mean? Swimming yeah. is also excellent, you know. You're walking, you're running, and even if you get bored of that, look for an outdoor boot camp, that sort of thing. CrossFit gyms are so huge now, and sometimes they do circuits. That's a way of really challenging yourself because you are in the gym, but you're not doing gym stuff. You're not, you know, doing running from one machine to the other. You are doing physical stuff, practical, functional stuff, and that's really fun, to be honest. So the thing is just find as many classes out there and try them. Uh, you will um, definitely find something that you like. Um, definitely. And you'll find something that you don't like but works for you. So I'm definitely then going to be pushing them. myself. And then when you do start the Alpha Fitness Podcast, you come and <laughs> put me on the podcast. And we can talk I about will. my story of how I've dropped from, I think, at my biggest. I, actually, I've, I've done a little bit well. At my biggest, I was about 92 kg. I'm down Ooh. to about my smallest recent smallest was about 70. I'm up again to about 74 right now. So I, I, I would, I'll I challenge group. myself. I'll t- it took that's years. Good. It took years. We, we, I think I, I, that right there is the link for me. I think it takes a few years to get to where you want to get to with your hair. And I think it also does take some time with your body. So with fitness, it, it does take time and consistency. It took eight years. Yeah. To go from a size 18 to a size 8. 8 years. How did you so even become a size 18? Ball? I, I, I feel like I'm a big girl, but I've never been 18. People think I've always been slim. I have always been overweight. As you know those chubby kids? As a <laughs> child, you're chubby. In secondary school, you're primary school, you're chubby. I've always been big, always. And, you know, it was moving to England at 16 that I blew up. I literally went from a size 12 straight to a size 16 in three months of moving to England. Yeah. And then people think, okay, I only lost the weight when I, I... I started the gym. No, I lost the weight well before. Mm-hmm. By the time I moved back to Nigeria, I I was a size ten. Yeah, because when I met you, you were you were quite small. Yeah, yeah. so I had lost the weight. I had I had gone through, and my my focus was lose a dress size every year. So mm. I wasn't trying to do any crash course. I had done so many of those. I yo-yoed for so long. I even was clinically bulimic for four years. I went through depression over my weight. I went through a lot. And I just got to a point whereby I was like, God, you know what? Just show me how to go about this. And I just decided, you know what? Slow and steady wins the race. Mm. Every year, I drop a dress size. And by the time I finished my master's, I was a size 10. Wow. That right there is motivation. I think I'm going to write that in my vision board as well. I could drop a dress size every year till I get to my goal size. I think I'll be good, doing good. Yeah. So I have a couple more questions before we wrap this up. Um, nutrition, I know, plays a very big part in fitness. And most times, I don't know what the percentages are, but you see people who say things like it's 80% what you eat, 20% how you move in terms of what, what fitness um, goals you adopt. I bring this up because... Um, people don't tend to notice how much food plays a part in 
our existence in itself because sometimes you find that people have dry scalp you have um, itchy scalp you have your hair not growing or your hair falling out and sometimes it's just because you're not drinking enough water or your hormones are not balanced your nutrients are not balanced so from a fitness point of view can you just really kind of highlight a little bit about the importance of nutrition in trying to achieve your goals through fitness I mean, I will take it a step further and say it's not just nutrition for fitness. It's nutrition for health and well-being. You know, to to be healthy, we need to eat right. You know, and um, and like you said, your your six pack hasn't come out yet. It's really your food. <laughs> if you start to eat the right things at the right time, you know, the right quantities, the six pack will come out faster. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Our nutrition plays a huge, a huge role in mm-hmm. um in in our fitness and our wellness and even our health. I try to let a lot of clients know that I'm not trying to let you you know create this meal plan or meal guide for you because just for you to lose weight, but for you to actually have a healthy life or to you to have healthy organs and have a healthy body. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're a bit too um, focused on the exterior. And we forget about the internal, you know, the mm. organs. Mm. You know, the visceral fat is the fat that surrounds your organs. And that's even more dangerous than the fat that's just under the skin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So eating right, eating properly, eating the foods that, you know, do well with you. Because that's another thing, you know. Uh, people say, oh, I don't eat much, but I eat this and I eat that. And you ask them, okay, how do you feel when you eat these certain foods? And like, well, I have a stomach ache, but I'm used to it. Come on, that's your body telling you that that type of food is not good for you. Mm. So as we get older, our bodies start to tolerate certain things more and tolerate certain things less. And we just need to have the discipline to cut it out. And is there any food you're going to eat right now that is going to blow your mind and and make you feel like, oh my God, I haven't lived at all. Mm -hmm. Of course not. You've eaten everything you can possibly want to eat. So why do people live to eat? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially here in Nigeria. I hear, I mean, it's it's quite sad, you know, the, the... the lack of knowledge when it comes to food. Yeah, people just know, okay, I shouldn't eat cakes that often, I shouldn't eat ice cream, I shouldn't, but that's not just it. Yeah. There are a lot of foods that, you know, that the quantities that we consume are really bad, and there's just a lot of education that has to go into it. Yeah. There's a lot of education that has to go into it. And also hydrating as well, drinking a lot of water we, we we take that for granted i mean you are in a cold country i bet you if you c- calculate how much water you drink when it does get cold you know in nigeria it's very hot so it's 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 a uh, you know you'll probably drink more water than normal but do people drink a lot of water no mm-hmm. they want a cold drink so they'll pick up the coke or the sprite or the mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and then you know that's not that's not helping either so i think it's just lack of education on on um on how to eat and for women most especially when we get older and our hormonal cocktail starts to change when to eat and what to eat as well comes to play you can't just freely eat everything. No, there has to be some downsizing as we get older. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I have my final question. At this point, I'm beginning to feel like I even needed this podcast more than 
<laughs> I thought I did. I feel like this has been a personal one-on-one Adi and Dolly consultation. That oh, well, I, I hope I've answered the question. Oh, you, 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 you have, you have. I almost feel like I need to, to pay you some money for the crash, <laughs> crash course that I've just, you know, I've had. So, oh, yeah, any final words for anyone out there who's considering locks and um, probably already has a active lifestyle or is planning to transform their lives in one way or the other, what would you like to say to them? I mean, uh, I, I can only preach what I know. And it's follow your follow your heart. If you have a goal and you have a dream, honestly, follow it and see how it can take you. Some people say that, you know, your dream may not be able to feed you. Yes, but you start small. Mm-hmm. I started while I was still working and then slowly I'm now... I feel like I'm doing my retirement work. And honestly, I just followed my dream. And also, hmm, I'm quite spiritual. So I don't think I did any of this in my power. Mm. I feel if you connect yourself with God and just keep your heart, you know, with him and just just ask him to lead you. It may not necessarily be a thundering loud sound that will come and say, oh, don't like, oh, put a gym. Of course not. It would just be a feeling that he just drops in you, but because you've connected yourself to the vine, you know, and he just leads you. And I think really that's the story of my life. I, 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 I had a dream and I think that dream was the dream God had for me as well. I don't think I've I've fulfilled everything just yet. I'm sure there's still so much more, but I feel I'm on that path. Mm. And it's just connecting myself to the vine and not letting go of my dream. Thank don't you let go of your dream. So so yeah. much, Delacqua. Thank you so much for making our time to chat with me about this, for being very agreeable to even doing it in the first place. I really, really do appreciate it. I think it has been an awesome oh conversation and I really do. We, we've helped somebody out there from a locks perspective and also from a fitness perspective and that transformational life perspective it is possible. You just have to trust yourself. Like you said, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> I enjoyed this as much as you did, to be honest. <laughs> All right, then have a good one. You too. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That was an uber-inspiring conversation. Be rest assured, I'm going to be doing so much better with my nutrition, and I hope that my well-defined six-packs will show up sooner than later. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And in our next episode, we would be switching things up a little bit and exploring locks in relation to travel. You definitely don't want to miss that ride. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Talking Locks podcast with Lockity. It has been such a pleasure being your host. My name again is Adi Balogun and thanks to our producer, Savage Media. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at Lockitude, L-O-C-I-T-U-D-E and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And for more interesting podcast episodes on Everyday People with Locks, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are currently on Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. And don't forget to keep it locked with an attitude. Bye.